They're back on the Football Outside the Box podcast, where we discuss the past, the present, and the future of football. Well, the season is over, and although it was an exciting season, a disappointing one for me, but hey, it happens. It happens when you're a young squad. But... Let's go over the let's go over some season awards. First though, before we get into that, what's your what's your kind of overview breakdown of the season? Like what are some some key things you want to highlight before we get into the awards? Well, I think I think the biggest thing is, I mean, we have to see can these so-called lower teams can they continue this? You know, they had We've seen these sides, right? Leicester, I mean, they even won the league, you know, but they got relegated this season. So I think the big thing is, I guess this is more looking ahead to next season, but can these teams that stepped up really, uh, Brighton's, the, the Villas, the, the Brentford's, the Fulham's, can they keep this up? Because if you take your foot off the pedal and you stand still in the Premier League, you're actually going backwards. You're not standing still, you're going backwards. Yeah, and you know, to that point, you mentioned the so-called lower teams. One of the teams that struggled this season, but you know, obviously miraculously got out of the relegation, Everton. Do people realize that this they are the second longest team or like longest serving team in the Premier League? However, if that if that really is the correct terminology to use. I, I know that. I know why you brought this up, because you want to see the first Arsenal. But either way, yeah, Everton, yeah, I mean. It's the second season in a row. I think the last season they got out like on the penultimate day of the season, I think. And I remember um, them beating Crystal Palace and all the fans ran onto the field. Had they gotten relegated, it would have been a disaster because I think there are new stadiums coming up. I think next season or, or in a year or two. I mean, that's a lot of money, you know. So Everton um, are going to have to step up big time next season. And do you think they can? That's the reason why I kind of wanted them to get relegated. Under Sean Dyche, they probably could. It's not like they're short of funds, you know? They've just spent it wrongly. Right, right. And that's and that's and that's been a big talk. That's honestly kind of one of the reasons why I wanted them to stay in the Premier League, just in case they could buy some dead wood from us for, for <laughs> on, on the high, as they did with Iwobi, we've seen in the past. But moving into the awards themselves, let's start with the manager. Who was your manager of the season? I mean, I, I probably would have given it to Arteta had it not been for the last 10 games. But I think it just has to go to Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, okay. I like that selection still. Newcastle with, you know, a surprise finish to the season in Champions League football. Would you believe it? It's going to be weird seeing them in there, but they deserve it. What do you make of what he's done with the side? What The players that were brought in, how he's able to let them gel, the style of football they were able to play. How are they able to maintain it for so long throughout the season? Well, to me, I think the biggest thing is 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 the energy that he was able to instill into, into his side. And I think he, 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 bought, he bought the players. I mean, the players bought into it. I say buy because they're they're freaking loaded with with money, ironic, but yeah, players have fully bought into it, and 
I mean, I think Arsenal winning the league would have been a greater achievement, obviously. I mean, coming in top four doesn't compare to winning the league. But, I mean, maybe like, maybe some very optimistic Arsenal fans had you guys winning the league, right? Obviously, I don't think any optimistic, even the most optimistic of those Newcastle fans had them in the top four this season. So, looking now back on Eddie Howe himself as a, as a manager, do you think for his career, or if you or let me ask it like this, if you were Eddie Howe, would you want to stay at Newcastle or would you want a new challenge at a historically bigger team? I mean, he's got to stay. He's He has great backing from, from the owners. I mean, he, he's proven it. He's He's been adored by... I mean, the only place he would possibly be going to is Tottenham. But, I mean, would you even say Tottenham are a better place than, than Newcastle right now? And perhaps in the future even? Probably yeah, not. Yeah. Probably not, honestly. And, you know, on top of that, we've seen many great managers, or at least great name, big name managers, I should say, go to Tottenham and have failed. So, yeah. I mean, you're getting all these resources at Newcastle. Why go to a team like Tottenham where you're not getting any resources? Yeah. I don't say that as an option. Can Eddie Howe carry it into next season with Newcastle? This momentum? No. I mean, viewers, you guys can check out our, our short. Um, we'll probably have five teams qualifying for the Champions League for the Premier League next season. Um, that is depending on if English teams do well in the European League. But we don't think Newcastle are coming in top five next season. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just don't see them picking up back the same momentum. I still think they need a, a, some fresh players coming in to adapt to the challenges that are going to arise next season. So that's where I see them struggling. A lot of the times you see these teams perform for one season and then they fall off the season after. So Well, plus, they don't have the luxury of playing one game a week anymore. They have, that's right. they have at least six midweek games before Christmas depending on if they make it further, whether it be the Europa League, Champions League, the schedule will just pile up towards uh, towards the end of the season. So, But anyway, I'm assuming your pick for the manager of the season is um the Lego man himself. The Lego man? Does this man no. call him the Lego man? No, his hair, his hair, and it's just very boxy. I just... I mean, he's he's a boxy. handsome. He's a he's a good looking guy. He's it's a, because he's the a man good... box you up in the league, bro. That's why. That's why you call him boxy. What do you mean, bro? Nah, bro of all course. Right. No, nah, I mean as in you know in the table, but all right, yeah, of course. That's that's going to be my manager of the season. My manager, literally, but my manager of the season also. I mean, if we're looking on just the Premier League, what a season he's had. Yes, the last ten games you mentioned, I know, but. He's been brilliant. He's been absolutely brilliant the whole season. Not just what he's produced on the field. I think he's had big decisions to make. He's made them. He he obviously had the whole transfer window in the winter. He was able to adapt to circumstances that weren't beneficial for him, like the whole Mudrik situation, the whole Caicedo situation. And he was able to adapt both times with two great signings. Unfortunately, it came short, but... I just think with, with all of that into consideration and also the most important side of it was his ability to reconnect the fans with the football club. That, I think, is the reason why he's he's my manager of the season. You know, you don't need to say all this. We knew you were going to pick him anyway. 
So yeah, but I mean, come on, like you don't. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. no, I, I, I hear you, hundred um, percent. That's that's the biggest thing. You have something to believe in now. Yeah, honestly, I mean that that to me is 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 the key factor. I think the but, next category. I mean, there's no debate. Probably player of the season. This guy's won it. I mean, in, in already, uh, it's got to be Holland, right? Yeah, I mean those goals. Those goals don't lie. I mean those. That's that's another record in in the books right there. But we've been seeing a lot of talk though recently. Would would you say that Kane's thirty goal season was more impressive than Holland's thirty six goals? To me, yes. And I think if you put Harry Kane in City's side, I think he touches 40, 50 goals, really. Why was it more impressive to you? Because Harry Kane can do a bit of everything. I think Holland's game has evolved somewhat to a bit more all-round, but he's still not up there. you know. And I think part of the reason why City struggled in the beginning and they are, are flourishing now is they had to, like you said, they had to adjust and change to a player like Holland coming in. And I think had Harry Kane came in, you know, he would have fit in perfectly. There was no change needed from no adjustments or anything. Um, and, I mean, Harry Kane's just a better overall striker to me than Holland at this point in their careers. Interesting. You let us know who you think, Holland or Kane, whose season was more impressive. I'm picking Holland though for, for player of the season as well. I think yeah, I'm... I think the numbers just don't lie there. Like you just have to go with the numbers. You can say if Kane was, if Kane wasn't, whatever, whatever. The fact of the matter is though that was the goal breakdown. And I think that's why Holland deserves it. Young player of the season. Now this is something I have a problem with. Young player of the season, uh, and these guys are picking Odegaard, who moved to Real Madrid at 15. You know, he's been playing professional since he was 15. And Saka and, you know, all these, they're not young. Okay, they're, they're young by definition, I guess. But That's why you have to look on them, though. That's just even more impressive. They shouldn't get, they shouldn't be out of the the running for young player of the year just because they've been playing for longer than another person. I just think that the, the, it needs to be redefined. I mean... For what, though? You know, we, we saw Sterling winning this for three years in a row, I think, like, when, back when he was at City. And he was he was also nominated for Player of the Season. And he's already won it once, and he won it again and then again. There's just... It just defeats the purpose of, of this of this title. Uh, I think it's got to go to someone who's, who's breaking through. You know, almost like a. I mean, in America, they have a Rookie of the Year award, right? Rookie. I think that's what it should be, and I'm not discrediting that. Uh, you know, they're young and they shouldn't be. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but it's just there's just no point in labeling them as young player of the award because those two guys could have easily been player of the season. I mean, close to it at least. So you want to call it breakthrough player of the year, maybe? Yeah, or or just Rookie of the season, perhaps. And rookie still to me kind of sounds like young player though. Rookie, but anyway, when you look at breakthrough yeah, player, breakthrough, though, yeah. if we say breakthrough player, because I get your point, you want somebody who's in it for the first year. But if that's the case, what about a player who's broken through late, a late bloomer? 
I mean, do you want to create a new award for that as well? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Does do they but, get considered now, or do you have to be young and breaking through? I, I think, I think you've got to be young. You, you can't have uh, a 27 year old coming into the Premier League for the first time and and tearing up like you're not a rookie or you're not a you're not a breakthrough. Like, I mean, you look at the players like, like let's say Salah when he first came in, right? He broke through at, at Liverpool, but he wasn't young, you know. So I, I just think, not just young, but you've also had to have, you know, very little experience in the league or any professional experience. I think, but, I mean, either way, my pick is going to be. I think this guy's really broken through this season, but he's also played quite a few games, <laughs> so maybe I'm contradicting myself. Never mind. I don't want to contradict myself. I'll pick Evan Ferguson, the striker for Brighton. Okay. So if we're so let's let's say it like so is Evan Ferguson based on your definition though? As in yeah. a breakthrough and young? Okay. Yeah. All right. I think the that's player, how we showed. Yeah, the player that I was gonna pick before was 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 Jacob Ramsey. Um, but I think he's played like three seasons now for Villa. Um he broke through. That's the definition, right? But he's played already a lot of games. So I'll probably give it to Evan Ferguson. And now in what the definition actually is, who are you picking? To me, I'm 26. So 26 is still young. So I'm picking Marcus Rashford. No, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> bro, come on. You just don't want to say it. All right, look, I'll say it for you. I say Bukayo Saka. <sighs> Fine with four years of professional experience. Okay. I think all right. I think Odegaard had a better season, but I know I know that you prefer Saka. I know that you find Saka a more dangerous player than Odegaard. Is that correct? Um I, I do, yes. But if they were the same price, I'm taking Odegaard because any central figure. So we still call the spine, right? Striker, midfielder, center back, keeper. It's just, it's just more important and more valuable than a than a winger. Interesting. That's very interesting. Moving on to signing of the season. This is a tough one, uh, because. I do want to pick players who have actually played in more than 30 games. Like Ruben Diaz didn't even play 30 games. I'm not picking him in my team of the season or anything like that. Uh, same reason I probably won't be picking Saliba because he missed the whole run-in for Arsenal. But my United bias is telling me it's got to be Casemiro or Lissandra Martinez, any of those two. Ah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean... Boy. It is what it is. I mean, we people who work in the football industry, we make a living by contradicting ourselves. Um, you know, being hip hop hypocritical. So, uh, just just let me have this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll get. I, I mean, I'll. I respect the opinion, but I don't know how you can look at Casemiro and say that because of the amount of times that this guy hasn't even been available for you guys, thanks to just red cards. Just the discipline alone. I mean, he's been an influential part of the season. Crucial goals. I'm not going to deny that. I think he's had a great impact. But that discipline alone should 
should raise red flags, in my opinion. Very un- unfair. I mean, you know, uh, Jack Grealish, uh, I think it was against Partey, right? He he um held his sleeve. And like, it, it, I mean, it was the same thing as what Casemiro did and he didn't get sent off. I just, that's why I, I, I said I'm contradicting myself because he hasn't played uh, not even 30 games. He played 28 games. But I think his impact overall was there to be seen. Man United become uh, the second highest team in terms of the points differential between last season and this season behind only Newcastle. So, Still, I think I'm being a bit boring here, but the signing on the season has to be Erling Haaland. It really no, does. You, no, you can't pick... I mean, I, I would, I'll, okay, I would, I'll, obviously, I would pick Colin too, but I mean, no. He's good. That's what I say. It's going to be boring, but I, I, he just has to be, all right, if, if we're going to say second, then, because he, he is, he just is, he really is. He really is. He is, yes, he is, yes, yes. Boy, that's tough. I still think he's tough. I feel like I'm being, I'd be biased if I was to go ahead and pick an Arsenal player, to be honest, but. I, I mean, let me, let me. Would Akanji be a good shout? I mean, nobody expected anything from him. The guy was signed close to the deadline for what, fifteen million pounds? Who? Who you said? Akanji for City. Oh, Akanji. Yeah, he could be. I mean, to me, that that could go more on the surprise signing of the season. I wouldn't say he's the best signing, if that makes sense. But yeah, because I never expected that sort of impact from him. It's interesting mm-hmm. to right. see how Guardiola just you know, pick certain players because he's just adapting his system and stuff. But but nonetheless, surprise signing of the season, that could be that could be him. I'd feel biased picking an Arsenal player though, but I I love the, the Trossard signing. I just think the circumstances, the the price we paid for him and the contribution. I mean what he had twelve assists the whole season. The man was racking up the assists, bro. I think that goes a long way. It, it did. It did until April. <laughs> That's I know it it's, did, it's yeah. not all down to him, but yes. Yeah, yeah not down to him. Yeah. Great impact as well. I mean, he probably would have gotten the shout even though he was a winter signing had Arsenal gone on to win the league. But they didn't. Um, so I mean I was expecting you to say someone like Zinchenko, you know, he came in and almost revolutionized the sign. He he crossed my mind, but Zinchenko had too many costly moments in the season. And my other choice was going to be Jesus. But he was just injured for too long, in my opinion. But wouldn't you also say, yes, I mean, he's he's obviously a liability defensively. But in other areas that he contributes that allow you to dominate the game. I mean, wouldn't you take that trade-off? Yeah, no, absolutely. But again, it comes back to signing of the season. Like, you got to be like... You you gotta have almost like no flaws at this point. I think if you if you had said that, if you had asked me that about Zinchenko and those moments against Liverpool and those crucial moments didn't happen, I probably would have just you know straight up said yeah, I definitely would take the trade off because we can see his weaknesses without necessarily being being costly, but. These times they were just very costly, and I think that was the whole that was the whole issue for me. That's why I wouldn't call him signing of the season. Yeah, that Liverpool game, I still remember his face. He was so distraught. 
bro, a fake face of a man who's just let down the whole I don't even know the whole world it seemed yeah, like bro. but he can come back though he can come back that's a that's a learning moment for him he's he was a leader the whole season he had a great season nonetheless and I think that's just the start of his whole his arsenal reign honestly I mean, I I saw that. I mean, to be honest, he he did that against Southampton too, right? But to me, I mean, I've never been involved in professional football or any team sport. But if a guy was that shaky and that big of a liability defensively, comes up and 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 tries to be a leader, I don't know how much of that is sticking to me. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yes and no, because I think that. The, the the role he's asked to play is just tactically asking for mistakes to happen. Kind of similarly to like when we used to talk about City and Cancelo was was being being put under a lot of pressure and a lot, he had mistakes happen to him. It was because the system was almost it was too it's too risky for that. And then when it messes up, he's the one who looks bad. But it's not like. He's being he's being irresponsible, or it's not like he's just lapsing concentration. It's mostly just down to the system. So, which is why I wouldn't necessarily target Zinchenko or and his leadership skills were that's concerned. I'd more just look on the system and the tactical side of the whole team. Well, on that note, we can move on to the biggest surprise. We'll do it in um two, I guess, categories, a positive surprise and a negative surprise. Positive surprise, you, you cannot pick Arsenal because you already picked Arteta as your manager. So just something else, you know. Positive surprise, I know we already picked Newcastle to an extent, but they would be my positive surprise of the season. Another honorable mention, Aston Villa. I think they had a, well... A great turnaround when Unai Emery came in. And half Brighton, because I felt like Brighton were were good for for, for you know for even the last few seasons. It's, it's not like they just come out of nowhere. So I do, but the fact that they, they were able to swap managers and still maintain that, that form and consistency, they still get an honorable mention for me. Looking at negative surprises. There's two that stand out for me. One of them being Leicester, relegated. I didn't expect that with all the quality they had. And another one, Chelsea. Boy, they were just... <laughs> they were terrible bottom half. That's embarrassing. Yeah. The thing with Chelsea is, though, I mean, they're very, they're, they're defensively very naive, very shaky. But I think there's a team in there. There's there's talent there, obviously. And a lot of the times, it was down to their poor finishing. And at this point, I don't know if a single striker will solve it. And I don't know where they even get that striker from. Because Hurricane is not going to Chelsea. But Well, wait, 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 why you say that? Well, Pochettino has now come in. Do you think maybe that Pochettino could influence Kane? They had a good relationship at Tottenham, maybe? I, I mean, I just don't see a guy like Hurricane pushing a move to Chelsea. It, it had Pochettino gone to I mean even even to United it's it's a stretch, right? They're, they're not gonna want to sell him to a Premier League rival. I say rival we're not really. <laughs> they're they're not even they're in eighth. But 
yeah, I just cannot see him going to Chelsea at all. No, no, but I think it would be a good fit. And I think it would be even like, it would be almost revolutionary to Chelsea's whole system. It could be one of those things that could drive them up to what we saw a few seasons ago where they were 10th and ended up winning it the next season. Hope is not one of those, but they now have a manager that can make it, well, that can make it happen. I'm not saying they will, but they also have the squad too, as you mentioned. So do you think that Chelsea can turn this surprise around next season? Can't go any lower. So I, I think they will, yeah. I'm scared for them. I'm, I'm scared. Um, as I in hope... you're scared for them as a man? No, 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 no. Or... Yeah, I'm scared of them as a as a, a fan of a rival team. Okay, yeah. I would also agree. I'm a bit nervous about their 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 comeback next season. I feel they're going to come back with some vengeance. No lie. That about does it for the awards. Um, no, wait, hold on. No, you have to t- you have to say your your surprises. I mean, I mean, you've pretty much covered it. Leicester. And then, what about your favorite game? Now, what was your favorite game all season? Ah, there's so many. There's was so it Liverpool many. Manu, the seven love? The reverse fixture, yes, not the seven love. Um, I don't know what you're talking about with the seven love. Um, <laughs> you know, we don't need uh, to pull up the highlights again. No, I mean, hey, what where are Liverpool? They're they're stuck in, in, in Europa League, so good for them. They can have the seven nils. Um, but yeah, I mean the reverse fixture, two one Liverpool. Um I just I just remember being in that moment and I I just let out a big scream when we scored the first goal because it was so frustrating, right? And we just hadn't beaten Liverpool for five, six years at the time, I think. It was just such a big relief, such a big moment in, in the in the season too. And just one more, I guess. Arsenal, 3-1 at home. That was a nice one. Yeah. My my favorite personally from the Arsenal perspective was against Bournemouth. Bournemouth. I mean, yeah, I knew. That it. was brilliant. That was just absolutely brilliant. But that is obviously my bias favorite game, of course. No, I think that was a that was a great game. Yeah, that was a great game. But yeah, as I said, let's uh, move on to the team of the seasons. For me personally, I will not be picking players who've played less than thirty games. So I'm not putting Ruben Diaz. I'm not. Um, I'm. I'm not putting. I mean, Jesus wasn't in it, but I'm. I'm not putting those guys in there. I'm going to go for a 4-4-2 just because I think you guys know what two strikers I'm going to be picking. Uh, in goal, I, I'm i going to go for Allison. Without Allison, I think Liverpool finish 7th, 8th. Yeah, I think that's a good show. Allison has always been consistent the whole season. Crucial for Liverpool. All-round keeper, shot stopper, reflexes. He's there, leader. And he gives that reliable feel at the back. And not to mention his kicking. How many assists did he get this season, honestly? Yeah. The only thing is he hasn't scored this season. So that's uh that brings <laughs> us yeah, that brings us stock down a little bit. But uh what formation have you opted for as uh, your goalkeeper? Well, I mean, I guess we'll have to go with the same because as you said, we need we need the two strikers in there, to be honest. The two strikers, I think there's no there's no choice yeah. where that's concerned. But um yeah, keeper. 
just to switch it up on you, being as you pick Allison, I'm going to have to go with Nick Pope. I know he had a shaky end. There were some, some times he had some shaky moments, but I think overall him and that whole Newcastle backline were very solid the whole the whole season. Yeah, that they were, except for the last few weeks. Speaking of Newcastle, I think my right back's got to be Kieran Trippier. Yep, and I'd have to I'd have to second that opinion. He's been great all season, defensively and attacking. Yeah, and moving on to the center halves, I know a lot of people have put Ruben Diaz, Saliba's, but I just I just cannot put them in there. I I mean I would I guess their 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 peaks were were probably the best. I just cannot pick players who played less than thirty games. That, that the same reason why I won't be putting Casemiro in, in the side or any or Lissandra Martinez. I'll go for. I mean, this is not a real um team that we're building anyway. Um, I'll I'll put Gabriel in there. Gabriel, rocking the side for Arsenal. I know they conceded a fair few goals, but I mean, he's grown on me. He has certainly grown on me. So I'll put him as one of the center halves of the season. No, he's been brilliant all season, and you know that was an option for me too, but. I'm gonna disagree with you and I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Saliba anyway, just even though just because of his impact in the team has just been so good for Arsenal. And you could see when he was was out the team when he came out injured. And this is kind of a weird way to put it, but that the fact that he got injured made me rate him more because we could see the side with, with him and the side without him. And it's just a clear difference when Saliba is in the side. And my other centre-back, who I'm picking... Well, now you, you can't say nothing about my Casemiro and Lissandro Martinez pick then. And plus... Oh, no, I was going to pick Marti- Lissandro Martinez actually as my other pick. Okay, well... That was going to be my other pick. Just well, just speaking on uh, Saliba missing, I mean, like you said, it's shown how important he is as well. And I think that's also shown or given him that upper edge in in the contract negotiations, right? I mean, I know you've got to be slightly, if not a lot, uh, nervous. I'm very nervous. Yeah, I'm very point. nervous about that. Yeah. One year left on his contract. PSG is hometown country, hometown club, calling. There's going to be no... I mean, he, he'll have no shortage of suitors this this summer. No, absolutely not. It's, ner- it's nervy. It's nervy. And he's been... He, you know, he 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 had a loan spell in Marseille. He enjoyed it. I don't think that he that uh, that he has any problems with Arsenal, though. He doesn't like not like it. It seems at least so far. So, and he was clearly a clearly good in in into like clearly well integrated into the Arsenal squad. So, I don't I don't see much problems with us signing over. But you know, the nerves are always gonna stick around until the 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 deal is actually signed. So, so yeah, but, but swinging it back to the other choice, I was saying Lissandra Martinez, I think he was honestly a choice for me for signing of the season because, you know, as we know, he was linked with us for a while. I was, I admired him and then I saw him go to Man United and everybody said he's too short. They don't know if he can manage the Prem. I think even we were saying that. So he's coming yeah. and he's proved us and everybody else wrong. What a what a signing he has been, and what a player he has been for Man United this season. 
Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, I I will not pick him. Um, uh, even though I do I do like him as well. Uh, because he was injured for the later half of the season. Um, I'll probably go with uh Fabian Cher. This guy was supposed to be shipped out. I mean, he just he wasn't even good enough for a relegation side uh, when Newcastle were down there, and for him to turn this around, and I know he's he's had some uh, good partners around him, but yeah. Uh, I've got to go with him, Fabian Cher. Before we move on to the left back, did you want? I I mean, I want to ask you about the Brighton squad. Did you have any centre backs from Brighton you wanted to look at, or no? Dead? No. Dead? I, I don't think they're that good. I I think it's they're all down to the system. I wanted to honorably mention Louis Donk. I I like Louis Donk personally, but all right, cool. We'll I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. It's not a bad show. I just don't rate them that much. That's it. Fair enough. Left back. I think this one, I mean, there's only, there's a debate because he's played at center half as well, but it's got to be Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw? Nadag. I'm going for Zinchenko. I mean, of I'm course. Going for I, won't, Zinchenko, I won't be picking bro. him because, uh, as you know, he didn't play. Um, full games, but I mean, I think Luke Shaw is the best left back in the league at this point. You guys, let us know who you think: Zinchenko or Luke Shaw? Who had the better season? <laughs> no, fair enough. I mean, over. I mean, what do you think overall? I, I, I do think. I'm not just saying this because he plays for us. I, I just overall think Luke Shaw is a better player. And say, same for me. I'm not just saying it. I actually think Zinchenko. They're obviously different. Luke Shaw is probably more versatile. But I think Zinchenko is just a more quality player at what he does. He's a more specialized player. That's for sure. He's a unique, specialized player. And I think he does that better than Luke Shaw being versatile. But you guys let us know. You let us know. Where you want to start? Central mid? I will just go from right to left. Right mid, um, I I think there's no debate. I I could have put Salah, but seeing as they came fifth, I would probably just go for Saka. Yeah, I agree. Saka, Saka is the guy. And for center mids, um, I mean, I've got to. I, I know again, it's not a real team, but I've got to pick one attacking and one defensive. In that sense, I just got to go for Rodri and and De Bruyne. Yeah, Rodri, I think, is a definite. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that one. I'm torn between Odegaard and De Bruyne, but I think, not not my bias, but I think the standards I have for De Bruyne are a bit higher, which is why I have, I'm torn between them. But if we're putting them at a level playing field, I think it has to be De Bruyne. He's just got yeah. the numbers. He was the guy. They won it. Has to be De Bruyne. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they should both be in. Um, we just don't have space because the two strikers are fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And to, on I, the left side, I think this is probably the last spot that we'll have a debate or a slash discrepancy on. I'm going for Rashford. That's tough. That's tough. I mean, yeah, it could be. It's obviously between. To me, it's between Rashford and boy Martinelli. Martinelli if I'm being biased again, but. The goals, bro, the goals were just there. It was they were there. Rashford too, he had a lot of goals, but then it's about to me, it's about the reliability, the consistency. 
Rashford, I think, did very well to lead his squad. I think that's where you can give Rashford the, the tip over Martinelli. But for me, Martinelli, it was about the versatility and the work rate on the defensive end too. The passion, you could say, the drive. The fact that Arsenal were so high the whole season, a lot of it was down to him. So, it's a toss-up. Very close. That's very close. Who had the better season? Martinelli or Rashford? You let us know. You've no got other... to pick one, though. You've got to pick one. Martinelli. Happy Martinelli already. All right. All right. I have to stick with the Arsenal man, bro. I have to stick with the Arsenal man. But is there anybody else that you don't want to mention as far as potential for that? I, I like Mitoma. I thought Mitoma had a great season too on the left side. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a good shout too. Um, I just think for him, to me, I think his pattern is a bit... I'm just saying this because I know I, I've watched him and I've I've read reports on him from his time in the in the Japanese league. When his dribble patterns get found out, he t- he does tend to struggle and he he, he can ghost in games. Um, I, I'm I'll be interested to see if defenders adjust to him and uh, kind of catch up with that with that pattern. Uh, first season, you know, we we see a lot of players who have a dip in the next season, right? Because you know, players adjust to to their style. Um. And they, they get found out. And that's what happened for Mitoma in Japan. So we'll see if he can uh, revert that in the, in the upcoming Premier League season. But yeah, he's, he's a good shot too. And finally, the two strikers. We don't even need to go in depth with it. You know it already. Backhorst and Martial. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Anyways, before, and... before everybody say, yeah, before everybody actually thinks that's your answer. Yeah, Colin and Kane. To imagine, we could have had, and we could be looking at Holland and Kane if United signed Holland. Well, I guess now we wouldn't have went for Harry Kane. Exactly, that's all. If if San Bots and whatever, yeah. that's no. But imagine they were on the same team. Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, I mean, if that does happen, they've both got to play. Forget about your midfield. Forget about your your wingers. You've got to play them both. They can do everything. Yeah, that'll be a lot of goals. Oh, but thank goodness that probably won't happen anytime soon. Maybe it could at Real Madrid. Maybe, <laughs> but yeah, not in the Premier League. No. That's all we have time for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in as always. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. Remember to subscribe, to leave comments, and share with your friends. Follow us on social media at FOTBPod. Don't forget to leave a review, rating, and most importantly, don't forget to turn on those notifications. Join us again next time as we discuss the highly anticipated upcoming Premier League action. Thanks again as always. See you then.